Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to Shadowcast, episode 27. I'm Whiskey Neon, joined tonight with Black Math. Hey. And we also have a special guest, my right hand. No, no one else is here tonight. And it's going to be an interesting <laughs> episode. <laughs> um, so, right hand doing? You know what? It's actually doing really well. I'm trying to... Uh, you know, what, what, what do you call it when you're, you're, you can use both hands? Ambidextrous. Ambidextrous, yes. Uh, no, I, I still primarily use my right hand, but my left one is like, you know, uh, used for special occasions. Uh, so when I'm writing a nice letter, I'll use my left one. Uh, when I'm clicking on a mouse, I'll use my right one. Um... In no way am I referring to masturbation uh, whatsoever, because that would be immature and beneath the prestige of Shadowcast. Uh, so, Blackbath, you know, it's been uh, a month. A month? Yeah. Oh, man, time flies. I know, right? I thought it had been three days since we put up an episode of Shadowcast. Uh, I forgot that we actually recorded another one. So, oh, you yeah. got to upload after this. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna drop a, a huge load uh, later, uh, and uh, if everything works out, we'll have episode 26 of Shadowcast, DHA after hours for fucking January. <laughs> 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 have you guys recorded like yeah. February, March, April, no. May? No, no. Waterfall <laughs> said if you don't fucking upload January, we're not doing another one. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling them I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. So we'll see if uh, Friday will be podcast day with hours upon hours of Shadow Systems content. We'll, we'll, we'll just have to see if I pull through or not. But yeah. Uh, it's been a month. What you've been up to with the past month, and you can't say nothing because that would just be depressing. Month of, month of stuff going on. Uh, mostly work. Um, did travel to Chicago a bit. What'd you do in Chicago? Um, we have friends that uh, do these uh, long distance relay races, um, and then every year. Uh, there's one, it's the Ragnar race from Madison, Wisconsin to Chicago, about 200 miles. Um, they do it in a team of six. You can do six or 12 people. Um, they choose to do it in the smaller group. Um, my wife uh, is their driver. She she drives the vans for a lot of these relay races. Um, they're nonstop, you know, like 24 to 36 hours of running and driving. I what? So, so like they're running the whole time. Yeah, so it's a relay, right? So one, you know, there are I think about thirty-two legs, and you have oh. uh, so one person's running, everybody else is in the van. You know that they drive ahead to the next checkpoint, and then when the runner reaches that checkpoint, they switch off, or you know sometimes they keep going. Oh man, I have I've had too much alcohol because in my mind I envision 
Like, your wife just driving at, like, fucking five miles an hour behind the person running with everyone in the back. I was thinking, like, when do you get fuel? What do you do? Oh, God. Yeah, that makes a whole lot more sense. That's logical. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I decided to help out, and I volunteered. um, Because each team has to contribute, I think, three volunteers. Uh, So, I, uh, I took up a volunteer spot, and I volunteered at the finish line. Uh, it looked like fun, you know, because it's not a, a smaller checkpoint. It's the finish line, and they have like you know DJ and like vendor booths and a beer garden and all kind of all kind of stuff like that. So a I, beer a beer garden is that like a beer like garden like a you know like a tent with where they sell well they don't sell beer they give runners free beer they but give run what. Yeah, oh, after better, the fact. Yes, yeah, so like a lot of these races, or a lot of races at the very end, you know, you get free beer. Now, if, if you weren't hydrated, dehydrated enough. Exactly. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm not no, a drinker anyway, but. That's how you get fucked up really fast. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, so, the thing is, I figured, like, at the finish line, you do stuff like maybe, uh, a uh, little bit of setup, um, handing out medals, uh, taking care of trash, things like that. It didn't look too difficult. Well, one of the staff members uh, asked me to help him set up the inflatable arch that's at the finish line, this giant arch. And this guy, uh, he was pretty funny, and he had a foul mouth. So he had me laughing, and because I laughed at his jokes, he said he was recruiting me for the rest of the day. I don't have to go spend time with all the other volunteers. And then he ropes another guy into helping him all day. And come to find out, we got the hardest jobs ever. <laughs> because apparently the, the location that they had the finish line, uh, the municipality uh, has ordinances for public parks and alcohol sales and alcohol consumption. So I guess they prohibit alcohol sales, which meant that they couldn't have any alcohol vendors there on site. So they had to cancel with their beverage vendor and they had to supply beverages themselves. Um, and the ordinance also says it can only be one can, can now, one can of beer per person at the park and that's it. So this guy, the day before, he had to take the big Ragnar trailer to Costco. (laughs) And he had to buy like 400 cases of soda and beer. Oh, so you had to help. So, yeah. What our job ended up being was we had to take one of the big U-Haul trucks that they used to haul in the equipment. Drive it uh, down the road a bit to where they had the giant trailer parked. And we had to move about 8,000 pounds of canned beverages from the trailer into the U-Haul truck. And then out of the U-Haul truck into the park. And it was pretty awful because it was really hot too. It's in like the mid-90s, really humid. I ended up getting uh, heat exhaustion a bit. (laughs) And uh, I thought it was a good idea to power through that. So I just narrowly escaped getting heat stroke. I had to sit in my car for like an hour after that with the air, with the AC on full blast, drinking Gatorade and water. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear you had a great time. 
Yeah, it was, it was loads of fun. Uh, I got lots of free water. I didn't want any beer. I bet you didn't. Oh, the best part is, so like, at the end of the races, right, the, the runners expect that they have free beer. And usually, you know, they have vendors come in. So it's going to be, you know, domestics and maybe some maybe fancier stuff. I'm not sure. But all they could get from Costco were cases of Leinenkugels and Goose Island, which is in Chicago. They were like these mixed summer flavors, <laughs> which looked okay. But there's only a little bit of them. And the rest were cases upon cases of Costco brand light beer. <laughs> oh, no. So if you, I don't know if you've ever been to Costco before, but they're, you know, like if you go to Sam's Club, the brand is what, Sam's Choice? Well, yeah, yeah, with Walmart and all that shit, yeah. yeah. Well, Costco, their brand is Kirkland. <laughs> so like, you know, you see Kirkland stuff, you know, okay, that's like the generic Costco brand. Where this is all Kirkland light beer in these generic gray boxes. Oh, man. So he said, well, I guess the lesson is, you know, the first 750 people, they're going to get good beer. And uh, next time, maybe if you want the good beer, run faster. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. I'm trying to find the Kirkland uh, beer on their website, and unfortunately, I'm not able to find it. I really want to find a... Uh, review of it oh kirkland signature beer no it's not listed on their website what i told them is if you guys want to make sure the kirkland beer like goes and uh, isn't like the worst of choices make it the coldest beer that you've got you know that's a good way about going about doing that like yeah um, we've got line and kugels uh we've got five different kinds but uh this Kirkland beer here, it's been on ice for a long time, and it is cold. <laughs> I'm looking at the, uh, it, is it like a silver can that says light beer? And yeah, that's it? I think so. <laughs> that is the most generic looking shit. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, um, man. I hate exhaustion, but I kept giggling about that because it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so this is uh i'm looking at beeradvocate.com's profile on kirkland signature light beer it's uh it's actually made by uh minhas craft brewery in wisconsin yep yep uh the ABV is 4.20% and the score on beer advocate with 25 reviews is poor <laughs> uh, uh, let me uh let me read a review for you a one star review one star review of Kirkland's yes. signature beer yes uh tastes better than Bud Light, is as light as Coors Light, it does its intended purpose, which can agree that this is one of those stock beers for when you're needing quantity, not quality. <laughs> Definitely a camping beer, hands down. Float with this one. K-Light will help you out. So, uh... That's like prison beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a good one from... 
Uh, Hundo18. Hipsters beware. This is a generic lager equivalent to Keystone Light, Bush Light, or Milwaukee's Best Light. If you are looking for notes of honeysickle, fairy wings, and notes of oak from an underaged forest, or under anger, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm drunk, uh, end angered forest, you chose the wrong beer. You paid $22 for 48 beers. Get drunk and get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 22 bucks for 48. Yeah, they come in 48 packs, like. This is big. Fuck yeah! <laughs> They're fucking heavy too. I bet they are. Yeah. Uh, On top man. of that, the U-Haul uh, uh, truck, big giant U-Haul truck. Uh, they had all these U-Haul trucks that they haul in, like you know, the equipment for, and all of the signage and everything for the finish line. We took one of those, but a gas can had spilled inside of it uh, previously. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've ever had gasoline on a metal surface, it's it's like trying ah. to walk on ice. And I had like trail running shoes. <laughs> so, you know, the last thing you want to be walking on with trail shoes is a very flat, slippery surface. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sliding around and the fumes, my God, we have to take like breaks every so often to get fresh air. We're getting dizzy and stuff. Let's just throw in a match in there and take care of it real quick. Oh, that would have been great. Man. Oh, that's an experience, man. Wow. Yep. You know, like, honestly, I don't give a shit how bad the beer is. I would have I would have filled my backpack up with them. Because you know they had shit tons left over. Some guys got, like, case upon case in his fucking garage right now thinking, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Well, they, they, I gotta- give the, they give the leftover beer to, who was it? A homeless shelter? No, like, <laughs> not a fire department. I forget. They give the leftover beer to somebody. Not. Fuck. How about you, you know, like, you, you've got a report now. How about you do a thing where they give the leftover beer to ShadowCon? Like, so that, <laughs> like, to prevent people from coming or what? No, 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 no. You see, you see you're going about it the whole wrong way. I learned a long time ago. Throwing party after party. What you do is you get a a, a a keg, maybe two, depending on the size of the party, of really good beer. Alright, so that way everyone's at least buzzed. And, and you know, they, they're having a great time. You, you float that keg of the good beer. Then you have the Natty Light, the Keystone, all that shit. To just continue getting fucked up on. Because to be honest, if your goal is to get fucked up, you don't give a fuck about the means to the end. But if you're there just to enjoy some beer and have a good time, you still are in that same, like, uh, grouping of people who are into their you know first to third to fourth beer so you have to you know do the math on the amount of people there uh estimate three beers per person and get at least one keg of decent beer and so all those people who are just you know enjoying themselves having a few casual drinks can still have decent beer but those who want to get fucked up they still get to start with the decent beer but then they carry over to the natty light and the shitty beer to continue their journey to uh you know 
Schittsville. So that's how you should go about viewing. That's that's the way you view it with cheap beer. Well, for case in point, I started off tonight with a really nice craft brew and a kegurator, you know, just... 10% alcohol per volume. Really nice beer. And now I'm drinking Coors Light. You get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's there's a transition there depending on what you're trying to do. Well, and you, so... You know who would love the, the Kirkland beer? Is uh, teenagers. Of course, yeah. And, they've and, run and, out and of Boone's Fire. They'll, they'll probably take the Kirkland signature. Hey, you know, like, were you, like, when you were in high school, was Boone's Farm, like, the shit? Uh, like that, and Bartles and James, and fucking Zima. Do you remember Zima? Yeah, 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 Zima. Zima. I, I puked up Zima before. Oh, man. Um, what else? What was that, that beer, Red Dog or whatever? I oh. never did Red Dog, because, let's see, like, you know, My it just on- texted me Red Dog. <laughs> he also texted me to remind me because I, I I forgot that apparently because of the heat, um, a lot of the beer was ruined, so they had to throw it out. Oh. <laughs> Add insult to injury. You know what? That, that see, I I grew up in Louisiana, you know, so so the concept of ruined beer is non-existent there. Because, you know, like, so so for Mardi Gras, for people who, who know, you, you know, you know Mardi Gras, right? It's the titties and beads, right? No, that's that, that's Mardi Gras in New Orleans. There's a whole different Mardi Gras. There's the, the, the prairie Cajun Mardi Gras is completely different than what you see in New Orleans. Those are the, the, the festival from France that's like that equivalent, uh, you know, a parody there. Prairie Cajuns, like Cajuns are in the uh, Chafalaya Basin area, uh, so it's a, it, it's miles away from New Orleans is where you're going to find the actual Cajuns, and Prairie Cajuns are the people who who are the ones who uh, grow rice in their rice fields and then use that uh, same space to uh, harvest crawfish. So that area, their tradition is is way different. They have this thing. Where on the Sunday uh, of Mardi Gras, before the, you know, everyone thinks Mardi Gras, you know, Tuesday is the big day. For Prairie Cajuns, it's actually, well, shit, for anyone who lives in Louisiana, you'd know that that whole fucking Friday until Ash Wednesday is just a blur. (laughs) And everything's shut down. There's not a goddamn business open on Monday or Tuesday uh, in Louisiana, but... Uh, in, in the Prairie Cajun area, Sunday is a big day because in the middle of the, like, like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, all these fucking people go out in the middle of the fucking country, right? And there's this, these empty fields and they all dress up. It's just, it's primarily males. They may be progressive and let women do it now. I know there was a few like butchy girls that used to do it, but like primarily it's just the dudes, right? So you have the dudes who are dressed up in a costume, and it's sort of like a, you wouldn't say clown costume. It's a, they, they'd call them a festival costume, but think of it sort of like a, a really redneck jester costume, if you could imagine that. Um, so you have all of these fucking dudes, right, who are dressed up like that. And the entire point of this period is to drink your fucking ass off. Get shit-faced. As soon as possible, the better. And all of these fucking dudes get out there and they line up. 
and the Capitan, he's up on a fucking horse, and he's got this chicken, and he throws the chicken out, and all these drunk assholes chase this chicken in an attempt to catch the chicken. And so they'll tackle each other, they'll roll around in the grass, they'll try to jump and catch the chicken. Once they fucking catch the chicken, they raise it up, the Capitan comes over, they take their name, and then they go on over to someone else's field, and they do the same shit. This goes on for hours, like, all fucking day. Then at the end of the day, they'll go to some central place in the town that it was done in, and and mind you, there's multiple towns that do this, this, uh, you know. Is it the same chicken? Like, do they give it back? No, 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 no. Well, shit. You know what? I think there's multiple chickens because uh, I actually know someone who who kept one of the chickens. He didn't turn it in. And uh, he brought it to school. Uh, And on Ash Wednesday, he let it out in his class. But uh, aside from that, that dude was awesome. I have lots of stories with him. But anyways... uh, the, the goal is, is whoever catches the most chickens at the end of the day is the Mardi Gras king. And the Mardi Gras queen is, you know, through some beauty pageant bullshit. Like that, you know, it's like all that, you know, that type of thing. But but how you become the Mardi Gras king is by capturing the, the most chickens. And so they take all these chickens at the end of the day, they fucking chop their heads off, pluck them, and they make a huge gumbo, jambalaya, or whatever with them. It's very classy. And so, in this experience, you will learn that it doesn't fucking matter in what state the beer's in. It could have been setting out in a field for three years. Some motherfucker's going to open that can and drink it. (laughs) (laughs) In South Louisiana, beer never goes bad. It just, it's just beer. (laughs) Like, when we were growing up, we didn't drink, uh, you know, uh, Boone's Farm. Like, we, we just had a lot of Natty Light. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was rough, and then you know the liquor was was always available. Uh, I mean, it's a different culture in Louisiana than you'll find in other places in the United States. Where I literally was taught by my driver's ed teacher the procedure and how you save yourself if you have found yourself intoxicated and ran off into a ditch i I shit you not he went through the procedure that you don't call a tow truck because then they'll call the sheriff's department out and then you're gonna get busted you get a friend that has a truck with a tow kit and have them pull you out or a tractor i mean i shit you not this literally we're, we're all like 15 16 17 years old in driver's ed and this is what we're being taught uh drinking is a huge part of the culture uh, from an early age, so you know we were drinking at bars or way before we were 18, and for millennials that's not normally the case. You know what I mean? So we drank a lot of that shit, uh, but Natty Light was a staple, uh, and it and it, it carried over into college, uh, where that was the shit beer that you drank to get fucked up. We also had a bar that you paid five dollar cover, and from nine till midnight. On Wednesdays and Fridays, you could have as much well liquor and draft beer, which was Natty Light, as you wanted. So you became accustomed to drinking Natty Light because you pay $5 cover and you drink free beer for, you know, three hours every night. Oh, well, every two times a week, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll get used to it. So welcome to Shadowcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're talking about warm beer today yeah yeah 
Well, too long didn't read version of my past, uh, you know, shit. Uh, we had an election at the lab.ms, and I won the election unopposed because no one else, you know, ran. So that's why I won. Are you king of the uh, lab? No, no, no. I'm the, I'm the chief technical officer, so. Ooh. I got that prestige swagger. CTO. Yeah, so since that point in time, I've done a lot here to actually help the infrastructure. Um, I've been up here twice. Well, first thing you should you should have done is disable all the smoke alarms. And that's a work in progress. Um, uh, no, I haven't done anything yet, but I plan on it. That's really what, what a good CTO plans. They don't do, they plan. <laughs> and that's what I plan to do. I plan to plan. <laughs> you gotta have meetings to organize. Yeah, yeah. The plan about the plan. We're gonna have, we get a whiteboard or plan. Set up a wiki about the plan. Have, have a, a meeting about the wiki. Plan. Yeah, we gotta have to have a meeting about the wiki, and then once we determine the wiki, then we can start developing the plan for the plan. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things at play here. Uh, but yeah, I've also well, congratulations. been working on it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's been something I worked really hard for. I, I signed up for nomination. Did uh, Mr. Chin run for any office? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Um, because he's moving away. So he's not even to? a member. He, he's moving to Temple, Temple, Texas, which he, he doesn't disclose, but he's not here. So far. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, oh. he was never a member. He came here once, so he, he never really has ever done anything here at the lab. Should make so. him a sergeant-at-arms. <laughs> that needs to be a position. That would be hysterical. Bailiff. But, yeah. Uh, what's funny is we actually, uh, during the thing, uh, Tinker kept asking questions about the treasurer position. So I nominated him to fuck him over, and Wirefall seconded the nomination and he was basically peer pressured into taking the position at the protest of his wife's. So they weren't happy with him at all. At all. Who, his wife? And no wives. He, he's in a polyamorous relationship. Hashtag love. Swagger. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened there. So it was good stuff. We had a great turnout. We had live music. Uh, it was really awesome. Oh, nice. Who? Uh, what kind of live music? It was the the Buck Fuffalo. Uh, the Buck Fuffalo. Well, yeah. Pardon you. What? Yeah, the Buck Fuffalo. Um, it's very interesting music. Very talented musician. Uh, you can actually look at the Shadow Systems YouTube account to see the recording from the live stream. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And Black Math didn't even know we had a uh, YouTube channel until just now. We need a Twitch channel too, then. Well, the lab has the Twitch channel which I run, so it's kind of. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Every Saturday night we have video game night, and as of last week, I finally have it set up to where I can live stream everything in glorious 1080p. Saw you playing GTA 5 tonight. Yeah, I was playing uh, GTA 5, trying to like. I, I noticed that I hadn't played it since February of 2015. I was like, damn. And uh, I had been playing Watch Dogs so much that I 
did I couldn't even I still can't even play GTA five because my muscle memory is the controller oh, like man, layout. Yeah. Yep. But I I was so impressed by how much better the graphics were that I was like, Jesus Christ, they really did drop the ball on the graphics for Watch Dogs. Yeah, they did. But I'm it, I'm very game, excited. Though. Oh yeah, I'm excited about Watch Dogs too. You saw the trailer? Yeah, San Francisco. San Francisco and we have a black hacker. So that's a big step for us. A we're we're very progressive. A black hacker, yeah, yeah. It, like it's a dead sec member and he's black. Cool. And why the way, reason I bring that up is uh, because there was a huge backlash. Not because it was a black hacker, but that it was a black person that was living in San Francisco. What? Yeah, online there was a huge backlash to the star. Why? Your main character of Watch Dogs 2. And I thought that it was because it was going to be a black hacker, but that wasn't even the case. It was because it was a black person who lives in San Francisco. What's wrong <laughs> like, with a black guy in San Francisco? They said that it was just unrealistic. That's not even what? believable. It, uh, literally, someone said it would be more believable if they were Asian because there's tons of them there. I, I kid you not. It, like, this is real. You can look it up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because, you know, I was thinking that they were going to go at the angle that it was unrealistic. And I was thinking of, like, uh, what was the one talk that we actually enjoyed at, at ThoughtCon? It was from Virus. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, there are, there were plenty, plenty uh, people who are black and are hackers. Yeah. And then that, that's what's going on in my head. And then, no, no, it's something even more preposterous. It's just someone in San Francisco. It's just the same people who are upset that Scarlett Johansson's cast in Ghost in the Shell. A lot of people are butthurt about that. But really, who who are you going to pick? You know, like, she's been in so many cyberpunk movies. Uh, her, uh, Transcendence. Lucy. That's all I... Lucy, yes, yes, Lucy. So, so she obviously, at least her agent has a thing for cyberpunk it makes perfect sense that she would be in this movie i think she does well yeah well we'll see i think the movie can uh cannot make anyone happy it's fundamentally impossible because you have so many people who enjoy the original anime uh that there's no way that that can be transformed into live action for a u.s audience and they comprehend it or enjoy it um it's just not going to happen. So that whole entire exact storyline is going to be changed. I would hope for if if I had to have a dream here, was that they would go for uh, a standalone complex storyline. You know, basing it off the Laughing Man. I think the Laughing Man is a much better storyline for a U.S. audience than the puppet master most people are not going to be able to fucking understand the puppet master and that fucks up any chances of any other ghost in the shell movies because well, maybe they can i don't know you know, like hollywood has a way to visually represent things like for instance in, in the movie hackers how they visualized file systems <laughs> you know to, to <laughs> so that it all makes sense it's like this 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 area of towers of words and well fly through the towers uh, you know that's I much mean, easier than you know describing like you know ext2 or whatever and that that the the visualization that they use in the movie hackers was based off of an actual program though 
Oh, and then the math symbols flying around. Okay, that was bullshit. The the Da Vinci worm thing. You know, like when when Dade's like hacking. Oh yeah, yeah. All, you know, like like a sigma symbol. All these ma all these symbols are like f floating around and stuff. Okay, well, well, I will say this that, though. That totally happens to me every time I'm scripting. Okay, it's 1990 fucking five, man. <laughs> Give them a bone. At least they fucking read the hacker manifesto. That's true. They had Mark Anthony read it. Yeah. So I mean, like, think about it for for a second. Like, of course it's going to be ridiculous bullshit. Look at like I can't believe that people shit on on hacker for all of that shit when yet everyone like loves Tron when the entire concept of Tron is a complete bullshit. Yeah, because the entirety of it is bullshit. <laughs> so, like, you have free reign now. You can do whatever you want. People getting, like, absorbed into the electronics. Yeah, but then conveying the, the computers as, like, like programs are sentient beings? Like, come on. Like, that's way more ridiculous than having a 3D visualization of a file system, which like I said, actually fucking existed at the time the movie was made. If, if I could actually type on my keyboard without it being extremely loud on this mic, I would look up the fucking the program, but it actually existed. So, anyways, man, we really need to get into our fucking show, man. <laughs> this is... Ah, fuck the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So tonight our main topic is the Da Vinci Worm, <laughs> and how long until it hits us? Because no. it's three million dollars into this Bitcoin account. <laughs> row, row, row your boat. <laughs> you know what? Uh, there is actually a new report that came out this past week that the Deepwater Horizon was actually occurred due to ransomware oh, called shit. the Da Vinci. <laughs> you know what I've always wanted to do is on Halloween at work, because um, I'm on the security team, I've always wanted to like wear a, a black trench coat, and have slick back hair, and a neatly trimmed <laughs> goatee and ride around on a skateboard. <laughs> Never fear. I am here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's like the perfect Halloween uh, costume if you work in a sock, oh. for sure. Well, the place I used to work at was a lot more loose about dress codes and, and things like that and Halloween and stuff. And my idea was that everybody on, on our team, on the, on, the, on the sec team, should dress up like the plague. Well, you know, that's something that you could try to do. I mean, what are they going to do? It's fucking Halloween. Come on. You're not client-facing. Uh, I should get somebody else to do it. Yeah, yeah, get that noob to do it. Well, anyways, let's move into our actually our actual show here. Um, does that sound good to you, Black Math? Yeah, I don't have any news, but... Alright, well, let's move into our first segment of the show. Now it's time for the feed. So, we've had a pretty interesting... Uh, what like we haven't done a show well recorded a show in two weeks but the past week specifically has been kind of interesting a Kurdish hacker who goes by Mohammed Imad I don't know I don't know if that's how you Imad? say it 
It's like Imad, maybe? E M A D. E M A D? Yeah. Ahmad. <laughs> but it, I, I like it better as Muhammad Emad. <laughs> From the hacktivist group, Curd Linux underscore team, and managed to gain unauthorized access to Dell's official website subdomains and leaving them defaced. So yeah, basically they uh they they defaced some subdomains from Dell. What's really interesting here is uh you know we've seen defacements time and time again. Black Math, you've had personal experience in your previous position cleaning up defacements, and some of them have been hysterical. I think all of them are pretty entertaining, actually. Yeah, they are. Uh, remember the time I had personal hat at like like site got hacked. Like all of my sites got hacked because my my host got fucking owned, and the defacement was hysterical. You remember that shit? It's no, like. What did it- it was like a lightning gif that was just tiled and it had like a rotating skull and it played some techno shit. Oh yeah. That's like f- all defacements. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so perfect. I just I, I, I saved it. I, I honestly contemplated keeping that up as my site because it was so magnificent. But uh yeah, this one was was just as great as all the others. It it was uh the phrase says hacked by Muhammad Mad. Long live to Persian Murga and and Kurd and and Kurdistan. And it's gonna animate a gif of of the Kurdish flag. I guess they have one. And then under it it says Kurd Linux underscore team. And then contact Kurd Linux 007 at gmail.com. Death to ISIS plus Turkey. <laughs> And all of this text is in Comic Sans. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, the analysis from people who are reporting on this are fucking stupid because they're like, what caused it to be hacked? Oh my God, why did they target Dell? Bitch, please, it's it's just low-hanging fruit. You know, there's a... a, a Durple instance, a Durple, <laughs> Drupal, <laughs> exactly, yeah, Drupal uh, version that was running that was vulnerable to SQL injection. So, duh. And um, what's interesting, and I think this is a an amazing thing that it's occurring, and I want this to continue to happen. I think this could be a fundamental shift in hacking, and definitely in hacktivism, is is live capping your like live life capping screen capping i was thinking live streaming which would be even more epic but screen capping your hacks phineas fisher did it with the fucking uh police department uh black Matt, did you have the privilege of watching that um no actually i haven't watched it yet it's fucking amazing. It's been stripped from all different sites. Uh, I actually, uh, <laughs> it's 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 not too easy to find like you know a site that hosts it because a lot of the streaming services uh, have pulled it offline for various reasons, even Russian ones, which I thought was odd. That's weird. Yeah, but uh, I, I was able to get a copy of it and I played it um, at DHA this month after you know all the talks and everything during the social hours so it was just music playing and then that was what you would see up on the screen and uh the original soundtrack for this starts off with nwa's fuck the police so 
the track the, the soundtrack's actually so great that he actually put up a Spotify playlist up Phineas Fisher did for people who enjoyed the music of the fucking uh, thing but like it's OFT. like yeah yeah exactly it's like a 40 plus minute long video of him going through the entire process of hacking uh, the uh, police department in Italy and Mohammed Imad uh, did the same thing with his defacement of Dell's website so uh, he was able to deface eir.dell.com, eir.dell.fr, eir.dell.ie, eir.dell.co.uk, and eir.dell.nl. Uh, so if you want to check it out, you can uh, search on the Zone H uh, defacement archives. For those who aren't familiar, Zone H is a... Uh, repository of all defaced websites uh if you deface a website you submit it there and you get mad props uh so that's zone-8.org you can put those urls in there and see the defacement yourself um it was pretty entertaining about this is that uh the defaced websites uh actually stayed up for a very long time <laughs> like, it was well over a day well over a day and if you try to connect to them now it just it doesn't load <laughs> so it's pretty entertaining uh moving on uh the university at greenrich was hacked and twenty-one thousand people's information was taken in the process so, uh, this is a statement from the hacker. So, due to my elite skills and e-fame, you guys decided to kick me out of university because you couldn't handle the beast. <laughs> In response to this, I've used the skills I've obtained to show you how good I actually am. Please let me come back, sad face. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you go to the website at the time of the hack, it was uh, cms1.gre.ac.uk slash errors slash index.html. You would look at a picture of Squidward, who is very disappointed looking. <laughs> Hashtag Squidward Squad, with that statement I just said. With a link to uh, all of the uh, information and a directory of all of the shit. So, uh, the uh, information came to a total of 2.47 gigabytes in size. And uh, you can find it all over the interwebs. It's all over the place now. So... This fucking person is a goddamn idiot and will probably be thrown in jail. <laughs> I can't believe someone would be that stupid, but then again, uh, you know, we guys. see shit like... Yeah, exactly. There's probably actually some skitty who is just running like, uh, you know, Armitage Hail Marys at everything. But, uh, continuing on, a hacker... Dun dun dun. <laughs> Disclosed that he stole a shit ton of data uh, from uh, mostly Louisiana 
and he calls himself NSA. <laughs> what he did was he extracted driver's license details, uh, and uh, he 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 extracted these from databases, I should say, and uh, it had the information on driving violations. Um, and it also, in some cases, had information on more serious crimes, such as murders. So, in the format of the leaked data, is that you have your driving offense, fine total, first name, middle name, last name, date of birth, driver's license number, city in which the driver's license was issued, address, city, state, zip code, phone number, and email address. Which probably means in this scenario is that the bulk of it was in Louisiana, and there was others outside of Louisiana. This is probably a dump of, you know, some organization in Louisiana, probably the Louisiana State Police, if it were not just a centralized database for all of them. I can say, as a matter of fact, due to previous unfortunate circumstances in the state of Louisiana, that not all of those records are updated to different parishes. Um, so there's a good likelihood that that was probably state police, if I were to assume. But... The fact remains that all of that outside information was more than likely just people who were driving through the state. Um, so uh, he said that the data is not complete, but all entries have a driver's license number. So uh, some of them even have phone numbers. Uh, but what's interesting about this is that the most common dates of birth are from 1983. But it also has different information on, like, teenagers and senior citizens. So, very interesting. Um, the hacker NSA is selling this information. Uh, so, uh, if you are on the dark webs, you can go to the Real Deal Marketplace. And he is willing to negotiate anyone who's willing to buy it in Bitcoin. So if you want some incomplete docs on a bunch of Cajuns who uh, got tickets, then go to the the real deal. <laughs> Fucking buy it <laughs> from the NSA. That doesn't sound. I bought all this fucking shit with Bitcoin from the NSA, bro. Like that is the real deal. It's fucking stupid. Anyways, uh. There was a lot of, uh, did you hear about the all the forums that were hacked with the car shit? No. Yes. <laughs> so uh, uh there so so there's all of these sports uh in, it, it seemed to be mostly car enthusiast websites but there was also tech and sports sites. So uh VW Vortex, the truth about cars, Pirate 4x4, Focus Fanatics, Evo X forums an auto guide are some of the examples of the forums that were all hacked. 45 million accounts Jeez. were posted on uh, Vertical Scope's 100, oh no, 1,100 sites that were compromised by these hackers. So, uh, yeah, so, so one parent company, Vertical Scope, owned all of these fucking sites. And so what the assumption here is that all of the data was stored on one fucking server. And all of the data was stolen from one fucking server. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh... The passwords were hashed and salted with MD5. So, we're all safe. <laughs> oh. 
So, aside from the passwords, the email addresses, the site that you were a member of, and the IP address were all a part of this database. Well, at least they, they were, were salted, I guess. But it was MD5. That's still better than... Uh, Nothing, yeah, but it's still MD5. Others. Yeah, so... Uh, MD4. So, basically, vertical. Base, base yeah. 64. <laughs> oh, that would actually make some head spin. That would probably be more confusing. I saw that recently, Maybe. actually. Yes, what? Uh, social, secu social security numbers me. obfuscated with base no. 64 in client side code. Like, no one would ever notice that. Like, you see two equal signs on the end. What's your <laughs> That's first exactly assumption? That's exactly what I saw. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> But it's okay. It's, it's a hidden form field. Security through obscurity. Oh, man. It always works. But yeah, if you're on a forum that deals with cars, then you're probably not listening to this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you should totally change your password. As You know what? As a matter of fact, with all we're about to cover, you should just fucking change your password right now. Um, carrying on. Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, I heard about this one. <laughs> yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's password to Twitter and Pinterest were compromised because he had a really, really shitty password. Wasn't it obtained from Dad, the LinkedIn? Yeah. The LinkedIn from 2012. And he changed any of them? But it was D A D A D A. What? Yeah, that was his password. Da da da. He. That, Da da da. You fucking idiot. So yeah, that happened. I was actually more upset over Katy Perry being hacked than Mark Zuckerberg. Wait, Katy, but whatever. Katy Perry was so, hacked? Yeah, yeah, that was weeks oh, that's, ago. That's, that's unacceptable. I know, right? We need to go march for that. Leave this poor woman alone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, aside from Mark Zuckerberg... Um, uh, one thing that was recommended was, uh, you know, to kind of, oh, I don't know. How about we, uh, put two-factor authentication on everything? Because, you know, shit gets hacked. Last week, uh, last, uh, Thursday, um, there were, uh, let's see. What was the amount of, of accounts? I don't even remember. It was like millions and millions of Twitter passwords were, uh, put up for sale last Thursday. So uh, I, I don't remember the amount of uh, passwords, but I, I forget it. Okay, 32 million passwords. Over 32 million were put up for sale. So uh, better change yeah. your passwords. Yeah, exactly. So, so 32 million passwords, uh, and this was uh, some combination of your email address, Twitter username, and password. It may not always be all of the information. You, you know, that shit gets fucky. But anyways, 32 million records. Twitter claims, hey, it wasn't us directly. It must have been some other motherfucker. Here's what it comes down to. We have seen this LinkedIn uh, password bullshit. We've seen multiple high-profile ones. It's all coming from this, uh, you know, this Russian hacker network. To me... I honestly think that someone inside of the Russian uh, business network has 
you know, there's some internal conflict. There's some fucking asshole got in there that shouldn't have been in there and is now making, like, bringing this shit to light for whatever reason, you know? I honestly, that's what I feel like it is. What about the, uh, so, the Tesla crypt key? Were they, what about uh, it? were those devs Russian? Probably. I, I mean, I don't like, know. Who knows? Who, who the, who the fuck knows what's going on right now? I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the RBN or the current, you know, version of the Russian business network uh, is having some internal fighting or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Hacker drama. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, we don't have enough of that already. Um, but anyways, so the recommendation for everyone was to uh, not only change your password, but use two-factor authentication. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that makes a lot of sense because even if your password was, uh, you know, you, you, if your password was compromised and s some other fucker could, uh, you know, uh, oh, I get a notification. Like, Twitter has this thing where I think you have an SMS code and, uh, yeah, that's the way they do it. It's not like, uh, I don't think you can tie in with a FIDO service yet. But anyways... Uh, they had two-factor authentication. You can set it up, etc., etc. Uh, come to find out, you don't actually have to, uh, you know, that, that doesn't defend you from anything. Sorry, I've had a lot to drink. But anyways. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. This dude is able to hack into another person's account. And so... Uh, how they, they had this happen was uh, this one asshole, uh, the hackers were actually able to uh, to get the last four digits of his social security number and got Verizon to uh, put his phone onto a different SIM card <laughs> so that the two-factor authentication went to the, the new phone. So then they got access to his account and endo endorsed Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I just read an article on Hacker News today um, about, uh, I guess it was a proof of concept or actually a demo that these researchers did um, being able to hijack communications on the, what is it, the SS7 or whatever, you know, the, the base, is it baseband? Like global cellular... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, is it SS7? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what yeah, you're talking so about. So being able to man in the middle um, via SS7, uh, they were able to intercept SMS messages for the right. two-factor auth and break into Facebook accounts. Yeah. But what was funny is this Hacker News article, the... I forget her name. She's one of their writers. Uh, her recommendations for protecting yourself from these type of threats no, was was to only exclusively trust email. Oh, what a fucking idiot! Ha the I'm hacker like, what news. The fuck? That's like the first thing I tell people not to do. Don't fucking trust email. Wait, was that the hacker news? Yeah. Is she like that Indian girl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Don't don't believe anything that, that that person says. You know why? Like, if you go to her Twitter, she says she's a cybersecurity expert. That's a reason enough not to listen to anything she fucking says. 
anyone who puts in their Twitter bio that they're a cybersecurity expert, then you just need to fucking block them. Uh, like, fuck that noise. Seriously, like, I, I know exactly who you're talking about, and she enrages me. If you go to her Twitter account, her, her, her pin tweet is like, like a baby getting fed, like, she, the baby thinks it's getting candy. And then, and then it's swapped, and it's the food, and that's a fishing attack. Like, I know exactly <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I've had, I've had, I've had arguments or, or ragings about this girl uh, before. <laughs> so I know who it is. Okay. And I know her shitty advice. I, I, fear, I failed to clarify there that the guy whose account was taken over was DeRay Mickinson or whatever the fuck. It's the founder of the Black Lives Matter movement. So him endorsing Trump oh. is pretty lousy. <laughs> And he had to clarify that he would never support Trump whatsoever. So that's a targeted attack, obviously. And he had to say, no, I do not endorse Trump as the next president. He cannot be the president of the United States. He is a racist and a bigot unfit to lead. He, But he wants to make America great again. I know. I know. These people just don't understand. They just don't understand. And, uh... Yeah, speaking of Trump, (laughs) (laughs) Guccifer 2.0 has claimed all of the credit for hacking into the Democratic National Committee's servers and has given the smoking gun a 237-page opposition research report on Donald Trump. In an email that he sent out to them, he said, Hi. This is Guccifer 2.0, and this is me who hacked Democratic National Committee, claiming that it was easy, very easy, as if he were Trump himself, and that uh, (laughs) Guccifer may have been the first one who penetrated Hillary Clinton and other Democrats' mail servers, but he certainly wasn't the last. No wonder any other hacker could easily get access to the DNC servers. So it's it's very important to say that clearly with this broken English that I could in no way be Guccifer 2.0 in case any potentially incriminating videos come out on any uh, news sources in the new f- near future involving anything involving Hillary Clinton's campaign and me. <laughs> just, just making it extremely clear here that there is no relation between me and this. Uh, so... Anyway, Christopher Fellow. Yeah, whoever the fuck this person is. Uh, so, uh, he, it, when when giving the information of the smoking gun, he actually gave uh, uh, the uh, the donor list and shit, like shitloads of money. Morgan Freeman, just a baller, dropping some fucking cash for the DNC. <laughs> it's like fuck to was it? Uh, yeah, a million bucks. That's dedication right there. Man. Steven Spielberg, $1.1 million. I wish I just had a million dollars. And I know shit. I wish I had a million dollars to give to anyone. I'd give it to myself. Start my own political party called the Whiskey Neon Party. And we would never run for anything. We'd just do research. I'd go to the ATM and withdraw a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 just for a really expensive lunch. 
Now, here, here's the thing that was really entertaining is that CrowdStrike was hired by the DNC to investigate, and they said that it was two different Russian hacking groups, which they named really ridiculous names. Did you see the name that they uh, gave to the different hacking groups? No. Let me look it up, because I, I didn't have it up. I didn't think to uh, think about it. Uh, let's see. It, I mean, it's really fucking stupid. It was like something... Both of them had bear in the title. It was Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And everyone's saying this is cyber espionage and this is war. I, I don't think that people really understand it yet. They don't They don't seem to understand. It doesn't take a room full of Chinese hackers. It doesn't take a sophisticated criminal element of the Russian cybercrime arena. It just takes one motivated motherfucker behind a computer to literally take an entire section of industry, a person, a corporation, or an entire country to their needs. Like, there is nothing that you can do to stop people who are motivated enough to hack the planet. They, they really, they just don't seem to understand that it could be one individual. I mean, literally, like fucking Julian Assange, perfect example, ran WikiLeaks as one person, convinced many people who volunteered that there was multiple people involved, and it was literally him pretending to be other people. Like, and what did... <laughs> He and, like, two other people managed to do. They managed to have a platform that caused the greatest leaks at the time that had ever occurred. Ever. Ever. Period. They just, they just shut it all up. It was all out there in the open. It literally just takes motivated individuals in front of a keyboard. When they start to understand that... It's not the Russians or the Chinese that we have to worry about. It's the people who are tired of this bullshit that have the resources to go and and enact change or, um, you know, hack into the establishment and fucking leak things to piss them off. That's all it takes. Look at LulzSec. They're a bunch of douchebags. Just a handful of fucking people. And look at what they were able to accomplish with their dicks just hanging out, sw like swinging in a window. You know what I mean? <laughs> Phineas Fisher, one motherfucker. Like, he's not doing huge, huge things, but it's still really impressive what he did to Hacking Team. I mean, really fucking impressive. Like, the fact that he was clever enough to craft his zero day using other organizations who use the same router that he was targeting so that hacking team wouldn't have a heads up about his zero day while he was testing it that's some apt shit right there and it's one person that's the real threat one dude so while everyone in washington is going to be heard during all day about the Russians and how we're at cyber war, they need to realize that there's not... It, your, your threat actors, of course, are going to have these APTs that are the, the, the secret shadowy groups, but you're also going to have to consider that there's that bored 15-year-old motherfucker in Germany who wants to fuck shit up. So... <laughs> so this is another one of those examples, in my opinion, of just... A bored motherfucker wanting to fuck shit up. And that's really the threat to all of this. So if you go to guccifer2.wordpress.com, uh, you will be able to find all of these documents uh, and read 
all of the amazing dirt that the DNC was able to dig on uh, dig up on Donald Trump, which after looking at it, I looked at it. I was just going to ask if you read it. Yeah, I looked at it today, and all of it is shit we already know about. So good job, DNC. You have absolutely nothing that we don't know about because, I mean, if you had some smoking gun, it, as far as December of last year, there's nothing there, which there could be new stuff. But honestly, looking at this, John Oliver has done more to damage Trump than the DNC has been able to monster with all of their power. <laughs> so, Oh, man, I love John Oliver. Me too. He, he is just knocking it out of the park with his show. But, uh, yeah, that's all the news I have for this week. That's the feed, motherfuckers. Sweet. So let's get back to talking about cheap alcohol. <laughs> Speaking of Julian Assange. Oh. Yeah, what about him? I don't know. <laughs> all right, well, why don't we move into uh, our favorite segment of the show. Straight out of Florida. That was a long pause. Florida man attack. No, I'm not going to do it. I, y- y'all, expe- y'all all expected it. I mean, how am I supposed to? Like, how, how do you handle a Florida man segment after something so horrible occurs? You know what I mean? Yeah, it, 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 it's it's really fucked up. Uh, we could do uh, no, no, uh, no. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do L- little know, little Florida man gets a dr- <laughs> drug underwater. But we're gonna. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe that. Yes, Florida man. This uh, this past week didn't live to be a man. You know, we already did an episode like a, like an episode where we did a segment about an alligator. I don't know why we have to cover this shit with this little fucking toddler. Um, you know who I think it was? What? Have you watched Princess and the Frog? <laughs> yeah. It's that fucking jazz playing alligator. That's who killed that little fucker at Disney World. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's who was behind it. Anyways. Uh, no. Charges unlikely for naked Florida man found in stranger's bed. No, 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 no. I've got this. To make up for the tragic events that occurred in Orlando and also the, the, the shooting at Pulse, of course, the real tragedy was that girl from IGN and, and the voice dying because that's who we really care about. Oh, wait, no, we don't. We, we just, no, we do. We do. We're conflicted, okay? There was a lot of tragedy in Orlando, but let's, let's move on. Let's move on. No, we're going to give you a bonus this week. We're not giving you just one Florida man. We're giving you two. We're going to first start off with a guy whose name I cannot pronounce. <laughs> in, Mar- in Marathon, Florida, a man was arrested Tuesday after he masturbated and exposed himself to a woman on the beach, according to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Osville Gomez, age 33, was arrested on charges of exposure of sexual organs and trespassing after warning. The sheriff's spokesperson 
said Gomez, whose listed profession on the Monroe County Sheriff's Office arrest website is butcher, was standing. Yeah, no. I yeah, love that this meat. <laughs> exactly, he's a pro with me. He actually made it his profession. So here's the thing that I really want to point out here is why the fuck, why in the fuck, does the sheriff's office arrest website list what you do for a living? Isn't that kind of odd? It's like I, I actually I, no shit. I have this really fucking crazy aunt who I cannot stand. I wish she wasn't even alive. That's how much I hate her. So this woman's just insane, right? She used to like meet dudes that were in prison. Like she wasn't in prison. She would go to prison and like meet dudes. Like this happened multiple times. And like the one I was as a visitor. Yeah, the folk yeah, yeah. Were you here to visit anyone? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like she had multiple relationships with dudes who were currently in prison. Okay, like, 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 while they were in prison, got in relationships with them. For clarification, if she would have seen this website, this would have been the best dating website for her ever, because it's got the the name, the age, a photo, what they do for a living, what did they get <laughs> charged for? Ooh, that's sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like, anyways, that's an aside. Showing his tenderloin. Yeah, so uh, he was standing behind the woman uh, while he was masturbating on on Cocoa Plum Beach. (laughs) And when the woman turned around and said, what are you doing? He said, it's a nice view. (laughs) I thought you were going to try to be discreet. Yeah. So, uh, the woman left the area and called 911. And here's the thing. When uh, the, the sheriff's deputy arrived, he was still at the scene. And then the woman identified him. And then uh, he had actually been given a previous trespass warning at Cocoa Plum Beach. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, yeah, basically, he uh, they're, they're claiming in the news... And I'm, and I'm not really sure. So so let, let's not jump to conclusions here. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. This is a different news story. The, the way that the that they put all this together was kind of shitty. Um, from what it looked like is that this guy actually masturbated in front of the deputy as well. Whoa. Uh, but that wasn't Cut it. The balls. He, he, well, apparently, yeah. <laughs> someone else did. Um so this is another one, and I thought this was interesting. And really, you know, for me, after all the tragedy that we've seen in Orlando, this one, it, it was a really a feel-good story that I felt like kind of breaks the mold of Florida Man. So I thought it was important to to put in here because if, I don't know about you, but if I went to a bar in Florida right now, I would kind of be on edge, and I would be a little nervous, even though I'm one of those people who realizes that I should already have been killed by some fucker for just karma years ago, so I'm just ready for it at any moment, but I would still be on edge if I went to a bar. So this is a really good story for me to hear. Uh, In one of Key West's most famous watering holes... That's that's literally how it starts off. I I don't know why we still use that. Um, There was two couples who met each other uh, inside of Sloppy Joe's. Uh, That's the name of the venue. Um, And they unfortunately (laughs) broke out into a bar fight. So uh, (laughs) 
the police were told by a man who went to the hospital for a dislocated shoulder after the fight that the argument was due to someone farting. <laughs> oh, man. Must have been Mid- a bad fart. Yeah, Mitchell McRide, uh, age 53, and his girlfriend, Sandra Stoner, 55, both of Naples, said they were caught up in a physical altercation after the argument arose over a fart. The couple said they were drinking with friends at the bar when Stoner traded words with an unidentified woman before getting out of her seat and confronting her in an aggressive manner. The unidentified man tried to pull the woman away as others began to step into the dispute, uh, including McBride, who pushed the man. The man retaliated by striking McBride in the face, and McBride responded by tackling the person. The The unidentified people took off, and police said they couldn't find him. So the McBrides said that they did not want to pursue charges and signed a release form saying that it may have been silent, but that fart was definitely violent. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Florida Man for this week. They didn't say that silent but violent thing. I added that in there just for clarification. That, that was a nice ad lib. Yeah, I try. Do what I do for Shadowcast. <laughs> uh, so with all the fun out of the way... It's time to start our main topic of the show, or what we like to call your mom. Come one, come all. Engaging your mom in three, two, one. Activate. June 2nd, a blog post on the Tour Projects blog stated with a title, Jack, Jacob. (laughs) 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 As an aside, uh, girl on your PC. Uh, said, who the fuck is Jacob Applebottom? I laughed my ass off. That was really funny. <laughs> she said that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was hilarious. So Jacob Applebaum leaves the tour project. Yeah, the text of this is, longtime digital advocate, security researcher, and developer, Jacob Applebaum stepped down from his position at the tour project on May 25th, 2006. And this, obviously, like, just blew up the circle jerk that is the Twitter's, the Twitter sphere. And uh, everyone just had to talk about what the fuck happened here and the speculation involved. And before you knew it, all this talk of sexual abuse and potential rape and all kinds of stuff started filling up the news feed. And honestly, it was all over the place. And uh, it's one of those circumstances where you're like, holy shit, you know, like, how can this happen? Uh, Did it happen? Probably. Who knows? Kind of seemed like a douche, you know, whatever, right? So after, you know, a lot of egging on, the tour project releases another statement two days later on June 4th titled Statement. Which, you know what, I stand by that statement. (laughs) In the text of it, says, Over the past several days, a number of people have made serious public allegations of sexual mistreatment by former tour project employee Jacob Applebaum. 
These types of allegations were not entirely new to everyone, everybody at tour. They were consistent with rumors some of us had been hearing for some time. That said, the most recent allegations are much more serious and concrete than anything we had heard previously. We are deeply troubled by these accounts. We do not know exactly what happened here. We don't have all the facts, and we are undertaking several actions to determine them as best as possible. We're also not an investigatory body, and we are uncomfortable making judgments about people's private behaviors. That said, after we talked with some of the complainants and after extensive internal deliberation and discussion, Jacob stepped down from his position as an employee of the tour project. We have been working with a legal firm that specializes in employee is employment issues incurring, uh, including sexual misconduct. They are advising us on how to handle this and we intend to follow their advice. This will include investigations. To spend. All right, fuck this. I've done said enough. You get the gist. Go read the goddamn blog post if you want to read this. Do you have a URL? For, it, yeah, do a tiny URL for us, Mike Math. Oh, fuck. All right, continue. I'll, I'll make up tiny, tiny URL. All right, so uh, that happened, right? And, and uh, a lot of people were saying, in, in response to this, there were some highlights that people were, were cherry-picking out, um, that these type of allegations were not entirely new to everybody at tour. They were consistent with rumors some of us had been hearing for some time. Oh, shit. That's kind of alarming. I mean, we have a, 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 an organization here that is advocating freedom for and and providing a platform really for for uh, freedom of speech and allowing people who are otherwise silenced to have a fucking avenue to get their voice out and to be able to research, get information, and 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 make something happen where they currently live it, or 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 publish information that can change the entire world, and yet. They are hearing rumors and and have these allegations and and about something very serious, but yet not acting on it. That is something that we should definitely be concerned about as a community. And so a lot of this was brought up and and discussed. How could you tour project not do something about this earlier? And so Blackmath, what's that tiny URL? Um, one second. Jesus Christ! I just I just rambled for you. <laughs> Anyways, a lot of people were saying shit there, and honestly, a lot of people can say a lot of things. Thing is, is that you know, ten years ago we didn't we didn't use Twitter as our platform for uh, hacking the community as a whole. We were we were segmented on IRC channels and forums. We went to conferences and all that shit, but we didn't have the centralized repository of bullshit to be able to retweet and scratch our balls and click on a mouse and, and make a big deal out of stuff, right? So, like, a lot of people who were criticizing the Tor project over this, you have to realize that this isn't just some fucking bullshit. This is an actual organization that employs people. You can't take allegations without actual evidence to back it up and something that, that works in the workplace to then act on someone because if someone is fired 
and it comes out that it was unjust, you can then be sued. There are repercussions there in an organization. This isn't just some fucking kumbaya boy scout thing where you can just say, no, Tom, you can't come play with us anymore. You know, this is an actual business organization. This is a corporate entity that operates here. People are paid salaries. So there are some actual reasons as to why in that capacity you cannot act just willy-nilly because people will say stuff. You can investigate, yes, and they obviously did that shit. And that's why these things happen. And it wasn't until this public statement came out that all of this this other shit came out afterwards. So it's important to note here that the Tor Project, as far as we can understand and know right now, did not let shit go on forever and just say, Oh, but it's Jacob. We gotta ditch Jacob. No, no, th th there's actual real ramifications for just taking hearsay and not having actual evidence to go with. And we'll get into that more of that later on. But it, I just wanted to address right out the bat that this first fucking uh, sentence of the second paragraph should not be eaten up by people. Twitter, I'm sorry, Tor Project can only do so much as an organization. You have to be very careful to protect your organization uh, and and try to find what the right thing was. So I don't have anything negative against the Tor Project. And you know what? If you want to read it yourself, Black Math will hopefully fucking have the URL for you right now. And that is tinyurl.com slash Mr. Chin statement. <laughs> Uh, there we go. That works. That works. All right. So, the statement that happens. Also, if you go to jacobapplebaum.net, you will find a website that has a lot of pictures of him on there. And uh, the about says, Hey there, we're a collective of people who have been harassed, plagiarized, humiliated, and abused sexually, emotionally, and physically by Jacob Applebaum. Jake enjoys manipulating people through his built-up social capital, influence, and power in order to get what he wants. Here are some of our stories. That was probably the like worst way I could have read that. Containing, <laughs> considering. Say, like, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So on here you can find stories from Sam, River, Forest, Daniel, Kiwi. Yeah, Kiwi. Uh, West, Phoenix, Nick, Alice, and Briar. So those are the story. There's stories you can read there. Just just so that you know, those are stories. And then there's a victim section. So there's communities. Jacob has embedded himself within several communities. And uh, it lists some of them. While framing himself as a community builder, he has repeatedly sought out new and would-be new members to these communities and taken advantage of their trust and their views of him as a respected leader. Have a partner? If you spurn Jake or attempt to stand up to him, he'll go after the people you care about the most next, doing whatever he can to humiliate and harm them. 
research. Jake is known to do whatever it takes to get others to do all the work, but have his name listed on the first uh, wait, listed first on the paper because in quotes because the name should be alphabetically sorted. End quote. That's actually kind of clever. Anyways, he's also quite happy to do the same with code, projects, articles, whatever he can do to increase his level of power and influence. And there's an FAQ section. So anyways, right, so you got that site. Then you, then you have other shit, but, but, but you have an official response on the 6th of June coming out from Jacob Applebaum himself on TwitLonger, which, by the way, if you ever want to tweet longer than 140 characters, you can use TwitLonger, but just note that at the end of your what, however important message it is, if you don't have ad blocker inside, you're going to see really fucking hilarious ads at the bottom like, this bitch lost 20 pounds in, in, in two weeks, find out how, you know, like, it's, it's kind of entertaining. Anyways, back to the story here. Uh, this is the 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 statement he made in the past few days. A calculated and targeted attack has been launched to spread vicious and oh shit, I hate words allegations against me. Given the way these accusations have been handled. I have had little choice but to resign from my position as an advocate at the Tor Project and devote my full attention to completing my doctoral work on cryptography at the Technical University of Endhoven. What the fuck, Europe, man? Come on. Uh, vague, vague rumors and smear campaigns against me are nothing new. As a longtime public advocate for free speech and a secure internet, there have been plenty of attempts to undermine my work over the years. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so... Not only have I been the target of a fake website in my name that has falsely accused me of serious crimes, but I have also received death threats, including a Twitter, a Twitter handle entitled Time to Die Jake. I think it's extremely damaging to the community that these character assassination tactics are being deployed, especially given their ugly history of being used against fellow members of the LGBT community. See, I know right there that that's bullshit because, don't you know, it's 2016. You gotta add a Q at the end of that LGBT. It's LGBTQ now, bro. Get up with the plan. Pains me to have to watch the community to which I've dedicated so much of my life engage in such self-destructive behavior. Nonetheless, I'm prepared to use legal channels, if necessary, to, to defend my reputation from these libelous accusations. I want to be clear, the accusations of criminal sexual misconduct against me are entirely false. Alright, so there's more to it. And, you know, if you go to go to his Twitter account, IO Error, it's like the last tweet that he's tweeted. Or you can just go to tinyurl.com slash response. <laughs> oh my god, yes, there you go. Alright, so, Allison Macarena, I, I don't know how to fucking say any names, she is, uh, at Flex Libris on Twitter. Uh, she's a self-proclaimed crypto hustler. So, uh, you have her, she comes out, she posts on, uh, Twitter, Jake Applebaum sexually assaulted me too. Read about why I'm going public and what we can do now. It's a Medium article that she posts. 
And, and just a little bit after that, you have uh, Isis Lovecraft, which we talked about previously about her uh, grand escape to Germany due to fear of a FBI subpoena. Uh, tweeted, Jacob Applebaum sexually assaulted me. I'm Forrest on JacobApplebaum.net. Here's my full story and what's next. And she also posts a blog entry. And this is where it gets shitty for me. Because I'm going to start saying shit that will get a lot of people upset. And as much as I enjoy trolling people, I also uh, absolutely fear backlash from the community that I just love so dearly. Here's the thing, okay? So in these blog posts, and if you if you go to JacobApplebaum.net, uh, Isis is, uh, you know, she's Forrest, and then Allison is uh, the the other one. What, what? Let me let me look up. I forget. It, it's the first one, I think. Uh, she's Sam. Okay. okay. So 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 let me wrap. Let, let me try to like logically throw this out there, and and, and let's try to make some, some fucking sense of this situation. Okay, first off, let's let's just take a step back from from Jacob and all this bullshit. I remember someone who was doing a lot of work very similar to Jacob, uh, a, a guy named Julian Assange. Okay, and a few years ago, he had allegations that he raped two women in Sweden. And that's the reason why he's holed up in the fucking Ecuadorian embassy in the UK right now is due to him not wanting to be extradited to face these crimes that he say are complete bullshit. And what does the same fucking community do? They say, fuck them like this dude. We're, we're supporting Julian. This is totally a smear campaign from the FBI or, or the CIA or whatever the fuck. He has pissed off the wrong people and this is repercussions from it. That was the response then and that's the response now. People do not actually believe that he... I mean, I'm speaking at large here because I would say at large right now, most people believe that Jacob Applebaum did all of this shit, right? Like, that's probably pretty safe to say. But I would say that it's safe to say that Julian Assange, most people believe that he didn't actually do that stuff that he is being charged for. I think it's very, very important that we realize here that he's actually, Julian Assange is actually being asked to be questioned in a criminal case about sexual assault. Like, two women are claiming that he he raped them. This is an actual criminal case that is open right now. Jacob Applebaum is not facing any charges whatsoever. None of these people have gone to the police. There has not been a single police report filed. And of course, there's ideological reasons as to why they wouldn't do that. And I understand that. You're anarchist, boohoo, whatever the fuck, right? You don't want to go to the cops. I understand that. But the fact remains is that we have an open case over here and we're going to support Julian Assange, who we all know is a fucking like ridiculous human being. We all know that, right? Like, like he's lied time and time again. He's overinflated his ego. He's tried to make things bigger than what they were. Sounds a whole lot like homeboy Jacob over here, who they just happen to be kind of buds with, right? So, so how are we going to defend Julian Assange and say that he hasn't done all this shit while we immediately, within a fucking week, say that Jacob Applebaum has done all this horrific shit? 
It's because these the these individuals who have come forth come forth are all people within our community. Now, now we were all saying that was CIA shit. We were all saying with with Julian Assange, that's all just fucking ops over there. That's all that's happening. Who's to say this isn't just ops as well? I mean, come on, like, like if we're opening the realm of opportunities here, who's to say that ISIS isn't uh, just working for the the feds or, or some group of the feds? We don't have to say the feds, like the United States government. There's a lot of organizations in the world that absolutely despise you and Assange and Jacob Applebaum, and would love to be able to compromise tour. And you have two people who were involved in tour that are publicly have come out and made these blog posts and are saying that they have been victims of this man who also worked for tour. Who's to say? That all of that's not just a really clever plan that's been enacted. Am I saying that? Fuck no, I don't believe that for a goddamn second. But it's worth bringing up because why the fuck do we support Julian Assange so much? Why? Why? What makes him better than jo- like the Jacob Obama? Like what? What we're gonna believe women in our community over two random women who could have been victims? What does that say about our industry? That we're going to believe insiders, but not outsiders. How many other potential victims could there be that we don't give a shit about because they're not part of our little close-knit group? They don't have enough followers on Twitter. That's bullshit. All of this is complete bullshit. Like, either we believe in this concept where people are innocent until proven guilty, or we're going to go get our pitchforks and start poking people left and right. Because it never seems to be consistent in all this bullshit whatsoever. Okay, so what's interesting is that um, what's brought up a lot is Jacob's quote-unquote social capital, right? Yeah. And that he uses um, his popularity and his connections and... Well, his social capital, as they say, to um, get away with all of this behavior and to actually retaliate against people who, you know, have tried to resist his alleged abuse. Um, yet, on the flip side, like what you're talking about, where people are automatically. Uh, convicting him in their minds in the, in the court of public opinion because his accusers are inside the industry are known and have Twitter followers he's being assumed guilty because of the social capital of his accusers exactly and, and here's the thing that really gets under my skin and this is what I'm uh, totally going to uh, you know <laughs> Uh, not not have a good response if anyone actually listens to the show Uh-oh. and disagrees with us. Allison. Okay. I just don't understand any of like any of this shit. Like in, in, I just don't understand this. Okay, like. Uh, I, I, or, well, well, let me, let me start over. Let me go with Forrest first. Okay. So, uh, Forrest, who, uh, was the one that, uh, shared the bed with him and he ended up fingering her. Right. Um, 
I'm not trying to victim blame, and I'm not victim blaming, just to preface this. So now that that's in your head, you're going to totally say I'm victim blaming, and I and I want you to rethink what I'm saying because it's very specific here. A normal person, if, if, if Jacob Applebaum, I don't give a fuck about this dude. Like, I didn't give a fuck about him, like, a week ago. I don't give a fuck about him two weeks from now, right? Like, if I met him and he was cool, he would be cool to me. I'm not going to worship this fucker's, you know, granny walks on just because he's done cool shit. We've all done cool shit in our own right. You don't need to put people on pedestals, you know? So, if I met this guy and he was a douche to me, guess what my response would be? Hey, this dude's a fucking douche. Anytime I ever heard anything from this guy, it would be, he's a fucking douche. And if you don't have the ability to say that, if you feel like, yeah, I just can't say anything because he's just, he's just got so much to have. No, no, you are a weak individual if you feel that way. And to say all these things, like I've read this shit and they, and, and so many people are attributing all of this madness that has occurred because he's a mass manipulator. How fucking weak can you be? How much of a bad reflection on women can you be to say that he manipulated you into situations? Fuck you. I am a feminist. I believe in equal rights for all of us. And I am so sick and tired of seeing women talked down to and placated to in technology and especially in infosec because of the fact that there's an absence of women or or that women have been mistreated in one one step or the other fuck it i don't i don't see it that way i see a person was mistreated here and there and if this person is a misogynist then they're a fucking douchebag and we should disassociate with them we shouldn't go and meet the person and he tries to fuck me i'm not gonna say hey bro you want to sleep in bed with me no that's just i would not associate with the motherfucker ever again i would call the person out and if someone started saying that you're an asshole like this person's awesome and someone threatened me come at me bro when I was 14 years old, I was getting calls all the goddamn time because I piss hackers off. If you can't stand up to this, if you can't handle this, then get the fuck out of the industry. Get the fuck out of the community. Because this hacker shit is, is, is not always the most convenient shit for everyone. People get burned left and right. The whole fucking idea when we got into this was that you're not supposed to trust the person next to you because they're going to fuck you over. If you've learned anything from LulzSec, is that your best friends over here are going to fuck you over. Over. We all get pissed at Sabu and say you shouldn't trust this guy like oh well, y'all are stupid But yet we're sitting there trusting some fucking people on Twitter about this guy's reputation And we have no fucking idea what's actually going on I mean who would have thought that the leader of LulzSec the anti-sec movement would have been a fed informant During all of these huge hacks HB fucking Gary all right, so 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 if you're gonna say that these women are, are totally not uh, a part of some Fed operation, these dudes over here who said that they got butt hurt because of him are not a part of this inf uh, you know th this information campaign. That could be true, but there's also the real possibility that it's true, and it's also really possible that these people need to stand the fuck up and accept the responsibility that they made some shitty decisions that they shouldn't have made, and not blame that he's some kind of mass manipulator. I mean, holy fuck. Black math, could I somehow manipulate you to fuck me? Well, 
Let me think on that for a while. <laughs> Maybe just once. Exactly. Fool me once. Fool me once, shame on you. And that's all I that's all I need. I I just want to point out that the whole the whole like bath thing. Alright, like I get I get it was very upsetting. And I can understand where there are boundaries in relationships and they need to be respected. But I would also say that there's different categories for abuse. And I would also say that, you know what, if someone's naked in a fucking bath and I didn't want to fuck them and I didn't want to have anything to do in that level with them, I wouldn't get in my fucking underwear and go put my legs in the bath while they're naked next to them. I'm just saying I wouldn't fucking do it. That makes absolutely no sense. And you cannot say that someone manipulated you into that situation because I, if, if that was actually a power that human beings had, then that would be happening every fucking day. And we wouldn't need fucking, you know, all kinds of crazy shit to manipulate people into doing stuff like, you know, creating situations to ha- make it happen. This this is bullshit. Like, I cannot believe that someone would, would actually say that someone else manipulated them into situations like this when you had full control over. I can understand if drugs were involved yes alcohol you made the conscious decision to consume alcohol and put yourself in a vulnerable state in which you could be exploited and i know that that's horrible that it happened and i'm not justifying any of it but i'm just saying that it's really fucking stupid to say that you were manipulated somehow when you put yourself in a situation in which you didn't have your defenses up with someone that you obviously know is a huge fucking douchebag. You met the fucker and he wanted to do a threesome and he said this shit in front of developers that you just met. I would be done with the person. I would be fucking ready to ruin their lives. I would not ever share a bed with that individual. And that's really a fucked up position. And so, you know what? Kudos to those people who have come out, and I really hope that all of the victims of anything that he may have done do feel something good out of this. But I want to also stress that before we get our pitchforks, before we judge everyone, we need to actually give time to come out and we actually understand the situation. And I also want to say that a lot of people are saying that our community is at fault for these actions and i want to say to those people fuck you i will say firsthand as a victim of sexual abuse that our industry actually does our community industry does actually does have an issue with uh, all of this and and the issue is this and this is one thing that's very interesting to me We've been around for a while. We, we've seen a lot of these people who, you know, if, if you're newer to this, if you're from a professional scene and you're getting into this and this whole merging has occurred where InfoSec is a merge of, of the old hacker groups and people and now it's corporate and professional, that someone like Iron Geek would really fuck with you. You know, if you felt like our industry and community was misogynistic, then you should look at what happened when Iron Geek did a fucking April Fool's joke about how he's going to be a women's studies major and got rid of all, like, he was deleting all this shit. Like, that was whatever. That probably wasn't the best joke to make. But what was honestly so bad about that joke? What ends up happening is a bunch of bullshit afterwards, but what what happened, Black Matt? Did, did not B-Sides Las Vegas just say no to him? Like, 
basically say you're not going to be our videographer. Yeah. Was it was there not repercussions for what happened to him? Oh yeah. So so since our 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 community and our industry is so misogynistic, but yet when something that was relatively minor occurred and you had the reaction that you did how dare you say that it, it you're blaming it on on the industry the second that this fucking allegation came out about jacob applebaum the entire fucking community turned his back on him there is not a problem with our community the problem in that regard there i would argue that there is actually a problem with our community and that is with a third wave feminist uh, like I said earlier, I am a feminist that believes in equality, and uh, my, I myself, being a victim of sexual uh, abuse, I, I felt uncomfortable before this moment to be brave enough to come forward and speak to everyone about my sexual abuse. I was not sexually abused alone in some room. Uh, there was actually uh, well over a hundred people who were witness to it. The, the reason why it was never spoken about. I've never publicly in any kind of official forum on Twitter or a blog post ever spoke about it is because the, spe the sexual abuse was performed by a woman and I felt that in this day and age in information security the way it is today that if I were to say that a woman sexually assaulted me in front of all these people at a security conference in the closing ceremonies that the repercussions by all you social justice warriors and third waivers would be so bad that it would ruin my life but after seeing all this shit happen and how everyone can just jump on a goddamn bandwagon and one accusation or a couple of accusations can completely ruin a person's life without any actual evidence presented i want to publicly come out now and say that i was a victim of sexual abuse at an information security conference last year and it very very much upset me and upset my girlfriend who was witness to it. It was in front of an audience of many people whom I respect, potential people who were going to hire me, and children were present as well. And that was the second time that I was sexually assaulted that day. The first thing I did when I got into the conference was go to uh, get my badge and shit. And that was the first time that I was sexually assaulted by a woman who jumped up, wrapped her legs around me, and stuck her tits in my face and rubbed them in my face without any consent of any kind from me. And I was in complete, uh, like, just completely appalled by the situation. There were plenty of people who were witnessing and I'm just looking and everyone's just like, what the fuck? And that's how I started my day at an information security conference that I was a sponsor to. So, so just pointing out here that uh, that was defended by this individual as an awkward hug. Like, you know, Jason Street's awkward hugs. I don't think Jason Street ever uh, went up and uh, did that to someone without consent, especially uh, make it so sexual. And the end of the ceremony, I don't even want to talk about because it was so fucking disgusting and repulsive. And the fact that, uh, you know, the, the woman that I love had to sit there and witness it in front of all these other people. It was very, very, very upsetting for me. And due to the nature of this uh, industry and the way this community has turned, uh, speaking publicly about such a thing... And given this woman's actual pedestal that she's given, because she's a woman in InfoSec, 
makes me feel like I can't ever talk about it. But thanks to uh, <laughs> Jacob Applebaum and Isis, I feel like I can finally speak out and be brave just like everyone else. So thank you for changing the industry because I, Whiskey Neon, feel that I can actually speak about this horrible thing that happened to me all those months ago. Well, what's unfortunate is that these Jacob Applebaum allegations um, at this point are basically all he said, she said, right? Um, there are no like witness accounts. I mean, there are stories that involve multiple people. Um, but uh, your encounter had many witnesses and people that have confirmed and corroborated the story i just well of, it, yeah i could totally understand that so but but again this is the, the these are individuals who are specifically stating that they are not going to go to law enforcement to handle this and i'm just the problem because i mean yeah this has always been the case, right, with uh, sexual assault and rape, is that if the world were completely running on a trust-based model and it worked, then people could make accusations and that would be fine. But we don't. We don't. We don't. We can't successfully run a trust-based society 100%. No. And if you don't engage the proper channels for proper investigation and you're going to make accusations I don't know it did yeah let's uh and how, and how do you come out with like an opinion on this and not be accused of supporting rape culture exactly exactly like <laughs> I as a male am very hesitant <laughs> yeah to talk about this kind of stuff because I in no way want I in no way support rape culture I don't want to be associated with supporting rape culture, but I'm very much a realist and any opinion that deviates from a very hardcore idealistic stance that embraces a utopian trust-based society is, you know, can be accused of supporting rape culture. I don't believe in this utopian society. It will never exist. Like, and never will. I mean, the, the idea that, you know, you should be able to drink and black out and not be assaulted, that that should be the reality. Th- yeah. That would be wonderful. But that's not the reality. Like, you, you really are putting yourself in danger and at risk. In any gender. Like, it, it's... Yes, any gender. Like, like, that's the thing. If I blacked out... It may not be the same scenario, but other shit can happen to me that's very fucked up and detrimental to my life. Like, of course, I should there's... be able to read my email and open every attachment and not be at risk of getting infected by malware. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. And we be- don't live in a Walgreens world. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the reality, so. and and we do run a big risk of of having these viewpoints of being misogynistic but i want to make it clear that that's not it at all we're not red pill fuckers we're not some fuck boy 
It, like that, that's one thing that I thought it was hilarious the first time I heard it, but Does but but now, it's, yeah, the, the, it's so overused now. Anyone that a like uh, social justice warrior disagrees with is instantly a fuck boy. Uh, so so we're, we're so what if we're fuck boys? Um, you can't say shit to me about anything because I am a victim of sexual assault. That's how it goes, right? So I'm not a fuck boy. You're a fuck girl if you try to say shit to me about this. <laughs> because I'm a victim of the very thing that you're talking about in the same fucking industry, only in a more minority, because how many men have been sexually assaulted by a fellow person in InfoSec? Raise your hands. Exactly. That's the point. This is something that uh, is not just a gender thing this is a person thing and jacob applebaum is a douchebag he's a bad person that's before any of these sexual allegations i've hated his fucking turtleneck for years that alone should be reason why we expel him from information security <laughs> is that hideous fucking turtleneck that he wears it's so pretentious and i hate the way that he he sits down and and has his arms like it just just his demeanor i have a thing against and I'm not like most people where there has to be a legitimate reason to hate someone. That's enough for me to say fuck the guy. But if you're an anarchist and you believe that you can rehabilitate someone through your fucking hippie shit, I can guarantee you that someone like Jacob Applebaum will come along and fuck your entire plans up. And that's why you have to realize, Isis, that there is such a thing as society for a fucking reason. Anarchy will not work, so contact Leos, file your fucking report. You've already publicly put your name out in association with this. You have nothing to lose, but prosecute the motherfucker and prove that he did this. You have eyewitness accounts or whatever the fuck. You have multiple witnesses in various regards. Build a case and prosecute them or shut the fuck up. Because I, I, I'm so tired of people making allegations and 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 there's there's just nothing that can be done about it. Even Julian Assange, even if he is fucking guilty, he, he's he's just sitting in. in he, he will never be able to leave that in, embassy. If he leaves it, they will ship him off to Sweden, and he'll have to face those allegations. If you really feel this way about him, you should fucking do something about it. Because it's not about you right now, it's about the person in the future. If you want someone to stop that, then you should do something. Me? I would love to do something, but I don't have other people who will stand up and do blogs with me about the person who did that shit to me. And this person so batshit insane that she'd probably find me and kill me if I said anything publicly. So, you know... I'm intimidated just like you guys. So be leaders for me so that I can learn from you. Does that sound good? Yeah, I was just thinking, I mean, like, if if there's this inherent distrust of law enforcement, um, maybe it's not... Maybe they don't care about going through proper channels to actually prove the allegations. It's the court of public opinion and the effect on his reputation that... Are there methods of uh, seeking justice for... Okay, well, let me propose this for you. I am a uh, activist, uh, a well-known activist, and I am trying to 
uh, just simply fly into the United States of America where I am a citizen. I have all of my shit in my bag. And these fucking, like, assholes, the TSA, customs, whatever, they apprehend me. They search. They question. They throw me in jail. They don't make a fucking charge against me. But their opinion on me is that I've done something wrong. All of these motherfuckers who are talking shit about Jacob Applebaum right now, if Loya Poitras was thrown into jail, would be saying, free her, you have nothing on her, it's just your word against hers. There is hypocrisy in that fucking ideology, and it's so blaringly obvious. If you think that the public court of opinion is a just way to do it, then you have to be completely okay with the government being able to say that their opinion is XYZ of you and being like, well, fuck it. I, I might as well not even have a court case to defend myself because the, the public opinion thinks that I did something wrong. No, that's bullshit. Like, seriously. Like, there's so many flaws in that philosophy that honestly, it's just like, grow the fuck up and, 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 and admit the reality that we live in. Uh, like you said, there is not going to be a utopia world. We have what we have. We have a fucking community that I can guarantee you, if you go to any hacker conference in the entire country, you will be accepted for who you are as long as you go in there and not be a fucking prick. If you go in there and show your skills off, if you go in there and have an actual want to learn... And if someone gets in your way of doing that, then tell them publicly to go fuck themselves and make a spectacle of them in some way that can show off your skill set. Because really, at the end of the day, that's what you should be going on about. These fucking women have talent out the asshole. They are very smart very, very smart women. Why the fuck they would resort to saying that a person manipulated them into situations is complete bullshit. These men who have done great things as well are saying that he has manipulated them into doing stupid shit. This is, this is unbelievable. I can't believe that this has actually happened. Ten years ago, everyone would be calling each other faggots and they would have gotten over this by now. That's just, that's just what would have happened. And, and, and I'm not saying that anyone should call each other a faggot unless that's an endearing term for those two people and it's, and it's okay. I mean, that's them. But I'm just <laughs> saying that the internet culture at the time, shit would have, you know, you, you, it's like, what's wrong? Why do we have to be so fucking weak? Why can't you just do your shit and not give a fuck about it? I keep hearing about this stuff where we have all these problems in InfoSec. I can't see it. I see a bunch of people with Asperger's and her are socially inept, but that's just because, you know, it's tech. You gotta get used to it. <laughs> you gotta realize that people are gonna be fucking assholes because they're socially inept. You gotta realize that some people are gonna look at your fucking fiance and find out she's a theater major and laugh in her fucking face. <laughs> that happens in tech because people are just that way. And, and, and that's just what we all have to realize at some point is that people are going to be that way. And you just have to understand and roll with the punches. But with all of society today, it seems like this is just another thing where 
we have to take a step back and think about how that affects other people. It, it, this is stupid. Hacking is about thinking outside the box, pushing the boundaries, and doing something really fucking cool. And all I'm seeing is a bunch of really uncool shit. And, and that's, and that's your mom. Your mom is very uncool. <laughs> that was like whiskey's rant hour. Jesus. Yeah, man. So how do you really feel? You know what? That, that was all a big troll, right? Isn't that what weave gets to do? <laughs> <laughs> like he gets to say every fucking horrible slur under the sun, but it's okay. Cause he's a troll. Like, like, okay. That was all a troll. Don't at me on Twitter because I'm just a troll. It's fucking stupid. InfoSec can go suck a dick. It's horrible. <laughs> this industry has been ruined. This this community has been ruined. We've been saying it, but it's just ridiculous. I thought Stank Dog at Lucky 225 were as bad as it was going to get as far as drama. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the half of it. Twitter has turned this fucking community into a bunch of soul-sucking bullshitters. 140 characters or less to just say, like me, goddammit. Like, this is stupid. Like, there's no substance in any of this, from the cons to the fucking tweets to any of it. Like, InfoSec needs to look itself in the mirror and just shoot itself because this is fucking stupid. If this was all the hacker communities, the forums of the day, someone would have just been like, fuck you guys, I'm going to a different forum. And that would have been the end of it. And they would have still been building and everyone would have still been able to do their shit. It's humanity. It's humanity. So if you disagree with any of this, we encourage you to first, you know. Write us? No, no, no. Retweet the the shit that we're talking about. Retweet our, our our tweet thing for the for the episode. Share it with people. If you disagree, share it. If you believe in freedom of speech, if you believe that people should be able to to argue their viewpoint, then share this so other people, just like yourself, can be a part of the conversation. And email us at show at shadowcast.co and if you really disagree with us or if you really agree with us please let us know we want to know what your feelings are because you know everyone else is circle jerking we thought we'd jump in there and see if we could jerk a little faster and lend a hand yeah lend a hand <laughs> am I right one if you were listening to the beginning uh, so on April Fool's we did an episode on uh, sexism and infosec, and that was an April Fool's joke. I guess the real fool here is us because we're actually addressing it now. I feel like I'm like Rush Limbaugh ranting about Obama or something. You yeah, know, like yeah, you're totally the Rush Limbaugh of uh, the hacker world. <laughs> I have a cigar. I've got a fucking vape that's like blowing sparks and flames at me. Making hacking great again. Yeah. I actually, I just started following Trump. 
for whatever reason, someone deleted their account or something. So to keep my followers at, or, or my following at 666, I had to follow someone else and I couldn't think of anyone but Donald Trump. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's good to see all of the bullshit and then his tweets. <laughs> so it's like a another layer of bullshit. So, so I guess that's kind of... Uh, I guess that's it, right? I guess so. That uh, infosec, sexism, and sexual assault by Whiskey Neon today. Yeah. That was a rant and a half, man. Well, you know what? I uh, I was like, uh, I was shaving earlier today. Not my pubes. I haven't done that in a while, but my face. And uh, I actually cut myself twice because I was thinking about this shit and I was so mad. I have not cut myself while shaving in like two or three years. And I, and I, and I, and I like wet shave with the, with the like actual razor, not like a, like whatever the fuck they use now, Mach 3 or whatever. Uh, so like I, you know, that's like a, you, you gotta be careful. Yeah. And I was, and I was bleeding and, uh, I just, you were very upset. Yeah. I, I, I guess you could say I'm not a bleeding heart. I'm a, a I'm a bleeding chin. Mr. <laughs> 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 He's a sleeping kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So so that's it, guys uh, and girls, because, you know, we're an inclusive community. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, yeah, so that's it. I, uh, I hope everyone uh, has a great week and that you still listen to the show. And honestly, please send us feedback because we've only had one email and uh, we could use some more. My spam filter needs some work. So uh, please show at shadowcast.co. Uh, Black Math, any closing words for the week here? Actually, yeah. You know, on the topic of uh, everything you're talking about for your mom, um, the whole topic of the utopia that is sought and demanded by what are you third waivers third waivers or social justice warriors okay why are they called third waivers it's the third wave of feminism oh okay so so you know like the tumblr bullshit you know what i'm talking about no okay so basically what we witness every day on twitter about like you know i don't know like like what we discussed tonight would be like anti-feminist when really it's truly feminist anything that fits that category is third waiver it's like college freshmen you know the meme college freshmen like the girl with the dreadlocks and shit oh yeah yeah yeah, that's third wave feminism in a nutshell okay i guess my closing remarks are i would like to encourage everyone men and women alike to Especially if you're in the infosec industry, you work in an industry that deals with security, cybercrime, state-sponsored espionage, and digital acts of war, basically. Yeah. You're not working in, you know, basket weaving and knitting blankets for people and and some altruistic industry. Um, it's a very dangerous industry. And if you don't believe me, there 
you read uh, Fatal System Error, right? Or uh, yes, oh, oh. yes, that book. So there's the chapter on when they were actually pursuing the criminals in Russia, and one FBI agent who was really pressing hard got threatened. I was an FBI. It was GHCQ. No, no, it was UK FBI, whatever. Was it? Yeah. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, and his his daughters went missing. Wait, what? Yeah. What? I didn't... What the fuck? Did we read the same book? Yeah, it's the same book. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the, the guy when he was holed up in the hotel room. The fuckers were there to kill him, remember? Him and Igor? Oh yeah, yeah. It's in, it's around that same time. Like one of the agents who was uh, helping pursue um, the the Russian criminals, uh, he got threats and he wouldn't back down. And then his his daughters went missing, and he's never seen them again. And he immediately he quit. He quit. Yeah, this shit's not shits and giggles. Especially when you're working with things like the Tor Project, you know? I mean, we're, t- we're talking like in the fucking nation states here, you're pissing off, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, you're working contrary <laughs> to like, very powerful entities, right? I mean, you're not working in a safe industry. Yeah. And so, I mean, anybody working in information security should have a baseline level of, like, situational awareness. But they don't. And, they and don't, alert. dude. Like, you should always be operating your baseline should be alert level like yellow yeah like always aware but here's the reality this whole entire industry has been just completely drowned out by all of this professional like vendor blah 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 that like if i go to an event and i introduce myself as my handle hi i'm whiskey neon people literally look at me like i just shat in their hand like that's literally the way people i go to OWASP. Everyone in security knows what OWASP is, right? I go to the OWASP Dallas meetup, and I have to fucking hand in my ID. They have to escort me up there. Like, this shit is is bananas. No one in hacking would ever want to do the scenarios that they are putting people in. There's a reason why we use handles, and it's because... This little fucking person next to you could either be an APT or a Fed who's just looking to get some fucking numbers in. You know, there's been people. Weave, the hugest asshole in the world, uses WGET, and that's considered a hacking tool because he accessed a publicly accessible website. If you piss off the wrong people, you will be prosecuted. Aaron Schwartz. He totally committed trespassing crimes. But was he committing actual computer crimes? Meh, who knows? FBI prosecutor wanted to go after him. There are time and time again where there have been stories where I can't actually talk about that are people who have been very close to my person who are informants or who have been, uh, you know somehow compromised and are trying to um, persuade people in a certain way so that they can get their own ass out of trouble. I, my fucking self, have been visited by DHS. This is not something to fuck around with. If you think that it's all just like fucking daisies out in a goddamn field, then you probably read a Palo Alto brochure and that's really cool. But hacking is not a Palo Alto brochure. 
And that's not to shit on Palo Alto's products because they're pretty cool, but I'm just saying that InfoSec is not hacking and hacking is not InfoSec. And if you want to dabble in hacking, then get ready to fucking deal with the repercussions that are very real there. Oh, what, what I'm saying is even in InfoSec, you know, it's, it's very... Right on the blue side, yeah. It's very different than hacking. Well, even red. I mean, in information security, you've got, you've got both sides, right? Just it's not... Uh, independent loose form it's it's not it's not hacker culture it's it's an industry i mean it's like it's basically like the defense industry yeah that's why we use all the defense terms when we're talking about shit i mean red team blue team white hat black hat good guy bad guy everybody thinks they're the good guy and i mean the color of your hat it just depends on who's cutting your paycheck right exactly but I mean, it, what I'm saying is, regardless of whether you're talking about uh, hacker culture and a hacker community or the infosec industry and infosec community, it's it's not a safe place. It's just not. I mean, my previous job on a daily basis, I'm shitting on the work of cyber criminals all day long. All day long. Yeah. I'm cutting into their profits. I'm fucking with their shit because they're fucking with my shit. And while it's fun and it's thrilling and, you know, you're you're kind of removed from any immediate physical danger, there comes a point where you may cross a threshold or a line where you are in physical danger. I mean, look at Brian Krebs. Like, he goes very deep undercover and he really fucks with a lot of big names and big players in in cybercrime. And then he gets heroin mailed to his doorstep. Yeah, yeah. Among other things. (laughs) I mean, it's not a safe industry. You're not a school bus driver. You're not, you know, you don't run a greenhouse and raise flowers and things like that. It's not a safe industry at all. Yeah, when so. you're when you're developing technology that literally can make nation states crawl down to their knees, you need to understand that this shit ain't gonna be all roses. It's yes. it's. I mean, the, the default persona for anybody working in the industry should be one of um, you should have some resolve. You should always be situ- uh, situationally aware, skeptical, and always looking out for the reality. Yeah. Of every situation, and I mean that gets me to when it comes to sexual assault. Ideally. We wouldn't have to deal with it. Ideally, people can wear whatever they want. Ideally, people could walk around naked and not have to be in fear of being gawked at or groped or raped or anything like that. But that's not the world we live in. And we can wish for something. But if you are working in InfoSec, you have to be more in tune to reality than than your ideals. Now, I say in the hacker community, there's a lot of room for activism and idealism and things like that. But still i mean you can't live in a utopian trust-based world and then get upset when when you encounter somebody that doesn't adhere to the same structure that you do definitely don't i mean people are gonna be out they're gonna be out to fuck you period and sometimes literally yeah sometimes literally (laughs) well you know i plead with everybody to protect yourself yeah and be smart. It, it, be vigilant. Be vigilant. And if somebody's trying to fuck with you, be vigilant. Don't let them. 
and then report that. Yeah, and, and fucking put people on blast. If you, if you, I, I just don't understand this. I don't because the the reason why I haven't fucking said anything about the the woman who did the shit to me is because a she's crazy and b the, the people who who uh you know w- would hear the shit or hear her side of it would probably side hers because this is the way it is you know what I mean like unfortunately that's the way it is but there's witnesses out the asshole to what happened and a lot of people there we're not okay with what happened. And I would love to be able to to just fucking call this woman out because aside from the actions that occurred there, things that happened behind the scenes that people don't know about, there's red flags out the fucking asshole. This woman should not be allowed to have leadership positions. I wouldn't say that she shouldn't be an infosec. I wouldn't do that to someone. If they're passionate about something, they should pursue it. But... She shouldn't be in a leadership position. She shouldn't be able to do what she did to me to anyone else. Period. But I can't fucking talk about it. Because I feel... And this is going to make so many people mad, I'm sure. But you have to understand my perspective here. Is that as a man... Talking about a woman sexually assaulting me... It's like complete fucking taboo. Yeah. There's so many people who don't even believe that actually exists. That that could happen. Because, like, oh, well, well, you didn't want it? Well, shit, that's like saying a woman with a miniskirt didn't want it, you know? Like, that's bullshit. But I would say that uh, if people do things... You know what? Let, let, let me say something here. I didn't go silent in regards to that. Um, I, 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 uh, I actually had... More than one person, but thankfully, uh, Girl in Your PC is an amazing woman who uh, spoke up on my behalf because of the fear that I have being a man having to deal with a woman doing this. And then I was actually able to talk about it. And then another person, at least one other person, talked about what happened there. And uh, that was reported. And some action did happen. But, it, you know, I didn't go public. I didn't make a big deal out of it because, you know, this wasn't too far after the whole Iron Geek, you know, fucking deal anyways. So last thing I wanted to do was have another one of these shit shows. But I will say that, uh, you know, reporting and making action, making sure this doesn't happen is very important. And it's important for people to speak up. It's very important that people say something if someone's a douchebag. Yes. There is, I, I will say at DHA, the entire time I've been there, there has not been a single woman, a single woman who has been treated unfairly there, uh, who hasn't given been given her shot. We are very fair. We let everyone talk about whatever, even the things that aren't directly hacking related, but hackery. Even Mr. Chin. Even Mr. Chin. Yes. Even let him nap. We let him nap in peace, actually. Um... So we have all of these uh, things that we, you know, it's an open forum. People who present on things that aren't necessarily hacking related. Just cool shit that falls under the hacker community realm, you know? Uh, we, we're very accepting. There was, however, one time that a woman was giving a presentation and she was hackled by a fucking greasy, uh, greasy ponytail having fuckwad. 
but is it a fuck she, boy? Yeah, a fuck boy. <laughs> like, like, yeah, he was disgusting, and he still is. So, anyways, he uh, he heckles her, but that wasn't a singling out. He also heckled the other speakers that were all dudes. He didn't heckle me, but he heckled everyone else and her, and uh, and uh, that that dude's a fucking douchebag. And we made it very clear to him that he was a fucking douchebag and that if he ever did that again, he would not be allowed back into our community. And guess what? He's still a douchebag, but he doesn't heckle people anymore. And that's a start. And that's something that we need to realize is that a lot of people are socially inept. This dude's fucking like on on the spectrum like you wouldn't believe, right? And, and I can understand that. And I can understand that this person doesn't necessarily have control over what they're doing. But at the end of the day, the person's still a jackass and needs to be dealt with. So we try to handle that. We try to encourage participation. We try to encourage people to do these things. And we also make sure that people are handled with. We can self-police ourselves Hacking's been doing it for years. It's time for InfoSec to start realizing that all of this shit's that's going on, we've, we can handle it. We are handling it. Let's stop making a big deal saying that, w- that there's problems in fucking our industry when there's really not. If we ke- the more this continues on, it's a perpetual cycle of bullshit. And really, we've got way more important things to deal with, like leak hacks... And ransomware. And memes. And memes. Fuck yeah, we've got like tons of memes that we have to work on. I don't have time for this shit. That's why I don't edit these podcasts, because I'm that fucking cool. <laughs> that I just, busy. I, I just sat on it for months, because I got memes to make, motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, that was your closing words again. Hijacked yeah. by me. <laughs> My laptop battery is also about to die. My dogs are going crazy. I hear that. Well, uh, thank you, Black Math, for being a part of this episode. And uh, as always here at Shadow Systems, we encourage you to hack the planet. Shadow Systems.